Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. So we do have a guest this week. Um, It's Nora from the Reality Is podcast. However, there are two things that happened this week that I want to touch on before we get into that episode, one of which happened while we were recording the episode, while we were recording the episode. And of course, that is Kathy Hilton. After Nora and I ended up actually getting cut off while we were recording. After that, I got on Instagram and I had so many messages from y'all sending me that video of Kathy on Watch What Happens Live. Um... If you know, you know, I really don't want to talk about it again because I think it's gross and it's fucking ridiculous at this point. But the two things that I am going to comment on are this. First things first, I said this on Twitter and a lot of you would not know that because my Twitter is private and it's going to stay that way until I delete it. But I am already exhausted because I dive into the comment section on these things because I'm a little bit toxic, obviously. And I have already seen a division amongst black people and it breaks my heart for us because half people are like, that's old white lady. Let the old white lady do old white lady things. No, no, and more no. And then the other half are clearly like me on my side of things where we're like, no, fuck that shit. That shit's problematic. And I'm just like, why? Why? Okay. But the other thing that I have to say about that is if you are a non-black person watching that conversation happen, maybe just stay out of it. Like maybe just don't put your um, two cents in everything. Okay. Because we, we, we got enough going on over here. Okay. We got, we got enough. All right. Um, also I just, you know what? We're going to end the Kathy Hilton conversation there because I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm disgusted. I cannot fucking believe that shit happened. Like, ugh. anyways, next thing's next. Kevin fucking Federline. Y'all, let me tell you something. I haven't been able to stand Kevin Federline for a long, long. Should I exaggerate that G again? I think y'all get it <laughs> for a long time. Okay. But lately, this week, really pushing it. Okay. So Kevin Featherline, in my opinion, did not get the reaction that he thought he was going to get from giving the interview that he gave, whatever, whatever the fuck he was speaking to whomever the fuck he was speaking to. However, it resulted in him putting on Instagram a video that he sees as damaging. And obviously him and Brittany's son see as damaging. And I'm using air quotes here of Brittany momming. Okay. Because one thing I love about me, some Britney Spears, before she is a pop star, before she is an icon, that is a Southern woman. Okay. She told them boys, your face is ashy. She didn't actually say your face is ashy. I'm saying your face is ashy. Your face is ashy. Get off the damn phone and put shoes on. I see nothing wrong with it. Okay. One of the boys recorded it, sent it to their dad. And obviously, Kevin 
thought that we as the public should see it. And if you ask me, it seems like he released it in a way to mom shame, and I'm using air quotes there, his ex-wife, which backfired on you, buddy. Okay. First things first, do you know how many fucking times my mom told me stop going out the house with ashy ankles? And she said it just like that. Did any of my trauma come from my mom telling me to stop coming out the fucking house with ashy ankles? No, it did not. You know where some of my trauma did come from? When I went to school with ashy ankles and I got made fun of. Consequences meet actions, okay? So I absolutely... Do not understand where the fuck this man's mind was, which is fine because if I understood, then that would be scary. You know what I mean? But Kevin says in the caption that's since been deleted, he's deleted this video and everything, thank God, but it's too late. You posted it, okay? Screen recordings happen. He said, we discussed this as a family and the boys decided that they wanted to show it, da 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 duty, duty, whatever. <laughs> You said, hey, guys, don't you think it's so fucking unfair that your mom told you to put your shoes on and put lotion on and threaten to take away your phone? And they said, yeah, dad. Yeah, we do. Let's expose her, dad. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Do you know what happened when I got in trouble? First of all, I didn't have I did not have a cell phone that could record shit. The only thing I could record on my cell phone were songs off the radio for the voicemail. And I had to get it right at the exact moment. My cell phone back then was a fucking Nokia brick. Y'all know which one I'm talking about. The antenna was high as hell, okay? It would give somebody a concussion if we threw it at them, all right? I don't, I, I don't get it, okay? And one of my friends who is a diehard Britney fan was telling me like, oh, people are saying that, you know, he's doing this because one of those boys is about to be 18 soon. And I was like, really? Allegedly, I don't know. But it's a matter of, you know, child support, da, da, da. Kevin Federline hasn't worked since before those children were born. And you know what? If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I might be getting a little nervous too because Kevin Federline was a dancer before he got with Britney. But something tells me, Something tells me that those knees aren't moving like they used to. And you can't grease them up because they've been out of commission for too long. So yeah, he might be a little worried like, what are we going to do? Okay, because Brittany has afforded not only me and our kids, the kids that they have together, a wonderful life. Me, my kids with her, the kids I got with other people and the wife I got now, a good life. You just had to run that motherfucking mouth, didn't you, K-Fed? Worry about something else. Worry about the kids, okay? Worry about supporting their mother and showing your sons how to stand up for the woman that birthed them. Because I really do think the thing that breaks my heart most is that what I saw more than anything was the fact that Britney's sons, it seems like Britney's sons are being conditioned to disrespect her and to think less of her. 
And that really, really, really fucking breaks my heart because of everything that they've seen go on within their mother's life. And like, don't get me wrong, they're teenagers. So I'm not saying like, oh, they're grown ass men, they should be able to form their own opinion. No, this is what they've grown up around. This is what everybody around them has taught them about their mom. And it's fucking gross. Okay. I, if somebody don't, I cannot stand that man, y'all. I have literally never been able to stand him ever. I said, I know you fucking kidding me. I know you fucking kidding me. When I was, (laughs) when I was a teenager, when I was in high school, I had two F's and a D and not, I really wasn't in, I would have been in trouble for the two F's and the D, but let me tell you what I did. I took my report card out of the mail. Actually, I took two things out of the mail. I took, we got DNF slips. I took the DNF slip out of the mail and I said to myself, I'll get it up, I'll get it up, I'll get it up. My mom and dad don't even need to know about this. And then I didn't get it up because teenager. And then I had a friend who was retyping report cards for money and I was going to pay him, but then he got caught. So he never got to retype my report card, but I had shredded the original report card. (laughs) This is so stupid. Um, so of course my mom found out. Okay. She found out because duh, she did. She went up to the school because I kept telling her like, oh, I don't know why my report card didn't come. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I started to blame it on, uh, that we were transferring grades to being online. Did not do that until I was like three, four years out of high school. So my mom went up to the school and I'll never forget. I was coming out of sixth period and I turned the corner to where the office was and she saw me and I saw her and she saw me and my mother walked up to me and everybody's everybody's passing period everybody sees that my mom's in the hallway like all this shit she walks up to me and ever so gently she says go get your shit out of your fucking locker you're coming home I have literally I don't I don't know if I've known fear quite like that ever again okay but my point is When I got home, there were things said, there were things done. We don't, we don't need to get into that because I deserved it all, but I didn't have any type of cell phone out. I definitely didn't have a smartphone back then because they didn't exist. I don't think. Um, but yeah. And I wasn't saying, mom, you're so unfair. Did it out. Why? Because she's my fucking parent. It's literally her job. If parents were just supposed to let you do whatever the fuck you wanted to do, there would be more menaces to society than we already fucking have. Somebody needs to tell you to put lotion on or else your third grade bully is going to tell you that you need to put lotion on. And guess what? She's not going to do it as nice as your fucking mama did before you left the house. How about that? Ugh. I cannot stand Kevin Federline. Let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast, where I needed to bring in an expert to talk about the wedding of the century of real New Jersey (laughs) woman, Nor from the Reality Is podcast. (laughs) Nor, how are you? I'm great. I'm so glad you asked me to be on this podcast. (laughs) Um, You know, Nor, when I realized, first of all, that it was a wedding weekend, I said, wow, it's going to be a lot. 
<laughs> but then when the rumors started swirling about what was coming and I think that was like I have in my notes I don't even have in my notes what what day that was when we first started hearing about Joe and Melissa and everything but I was like oh no it was Friday because I was getting a pedicure <laughs> I was getting a pedicure and I was very focused on not dropping my phone in the bowl um but, yeah I said by the time this time next week like this will all be over with but I have to ask you one question first before we dive into all of that mm-hmm. and that is where were you when you saw Teresa's wedding hair for the first time <laughs> that's such a good question I believe that I was out to dinner with my my husband's family, like with my in-laws and his like extended family, like his cousins and stuff. And I was like, it was like bad because it was like, we went so traditionally for like box dining families, when somebody gets married, you have to take the newly, like everybody does like a goes around the family and you do like a dinner for the newlyweds and everybody invites them over. And it's not just the newlyweds. It's like the newlyweds, like parents too. Right. So mm-hmm. And this is a cousin of my husband who got married, who like, I wouldn't say she's my favorite person in the world. And she tends to be like very, um, she tends to be a lot. Right. So, so like, here's the thing with her is like, I, I'm the kind of person (laughs) I'm a maniac and I know that she's not my favorite person in the world, but I still make a lot of effort to make her like me. Um, So, which is a great thing for me to take back to therapy, but like, I was trying to like put all my attention into this dinner and like, not look at my phone. And like, I happened to scroll through it just as we pulled into the parking lot in the restaurant. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, I don't, I don't even know. How am I going to, what, like, I, how am I even going to pay attention to this dinner? And I did manage to but I was right back in my phone an hour and a half after that dinner ended. I was like, good. Here's the thing. <laughs> Let's just get into it. As a, person, as a person from New Jersey. Okay. As a person specifically from North Jersey. And as a person who is very familiar with Patterson, New Jersey, I have to say that Teresa's whole wedding, her outfit, her hair, the fog machine, the bridesmaids outfit, the wedding cake, the groom's cake, all of it, the venue, everything. There's a groom's cake? Girl, it looks, okay, look up, just look up Louis wedding cake as I talk about this. Okay. (laughs) It is, it is, I want to get your live reaction to when you see that cake, because it is, it is insanity. I was like, this, what is this even? It's so hideous. It's a monstrosity. Anyway, the whole thing, if you know Patterson, New Jersey, this is very much like the wedding of a person who grew up in Patterson, New Jersey. Like I know this wedding so well, I've attended this wedding. Like I, oh my <laughs> God, what the fuck? Isn't it hideous? What is this? It's like skinny and tall. Why would I want to eat this? It doesn't it look like not not appetizing. It looks like poop. (laughs) Not appetizing at all. 
every single time I think I'm done with this fucking wedding, something else happens. Yeah. yeah. Something else happens. Okay. Really quick. So much like you, I was out, I was eating. I was, uh, so I was at a restaurant and I was that my friend works at, I was waiting for her to get off. Um, but I was eating, waiting for her to get off. Cause we were going out that night. And so I'm on my phone. Cause she's still kind of running around. And so I look and I see this just monstrosity. And I said, Oh no, that's, that's Photoshop. I said, that's <laughs> Photoshop. Then I know a couple other people that work at this bar. And so they're like talking to me. They're like, Giselle, Giselle. They're like, hello. I'm like, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm like, I, excuse me, excuse me one minute. And I ran to the bathroom because I knew there was no way. And then my Instagram started flooding because as a former hairdresser (laughs) and as a hairdresser that not only did a lot of weddings, I have done so many weddings, Mm -hmm. but also I've done professional cheerleaders hair and they like in professional dancers and stuff and performers, they have to have a lot of product in their hair. And it does actually have to be a lot bigger. Like when you see them, on the TV and like from far away, you're like, oh, it's just, looks like they've just curled it. No, that shit is hard. It's high. It's a lot. Yeah. I shudder to think what the fuck this shit looked like in person live in HD. Yeah. Like in 4k, like I'm because, okay. Cause here's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, there's a bump it in there. There's a bump it in there. There's not a fucking bump it in that hair, people. Let me explain something to you. You know, those things that we used to have in like junior high when we wanted like a curl or whatever, the hair that was wrapped around the ponytail. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. It's a hair piece. That woman yes. set, sat that on top of Teresa's head and then put some pins, pinned the rest of her hair into it. And that's what I don't think everybody's fully grasping. Correct. And it's making me like, every time I look at it, I bust out in hives. Like it's physical. I'm having a physical visceral reaction to that hair because it literally makes no sense as somebody who has taken state boards to become a cosmetologist. I could have performed that and they would have failed me. And that's not even getting to the fucking crown of it all. Why? Why was there a crown? What? And like, I already feel a certain way as somebody who just got married. I already yeah. feel a certain way when, when the crown is taken too far. Okay. Here's because- the thing though. <laughs> okay. I know it was so, I'm just going to sound crazy for a second. I know it's hideous. You know, it's hideous. Mm-hmm. Most of us know that this is hideous, but there is something really amazing about Teresa, which is that this woman has not evolved at, at all. all. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, everybody talked about the hair, but my favorite thing was the insane veil that had the like, like Italian words in the back of it, but then it wasn't just the Italian words, the, the hearts, the giant heart bubbles that are around on the veil. Nor I thought that was Photoshopped. No, I thought that was Photoshopped. I thought somebody Photoshopped that in there. Guys, guys, the place where she got her wedding dress made. I know several people who have gotten their wedding dresses made there and their prom dresses made there and their bridesmaids dresses made custom prom dresses. (laughs) 
Girl, New Jersey's a wild place. What okay. happens out there? But no, I need you to walk. Okay. You say, you say like as somebody who is like familiar with Patterson, what is Patterson like? Because I've only heard yeah. Patterson used as like, you know, an adjective. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. So Patterson, New Jersey is a little town. I'd say like 40 minutes from the city and it's in North Jersey. And it is a, like a very diverse little town. Like you have Italians, you have a Latino population, you have uh, probably like a Greek population, you have a Middle Eastern population. And the interesting thing about it is the way the vibe in Patterson is one where you wouldn't be able to tell an Arab apart from an Italian apart from Hispanic outside of like possibly their skin tone and if they're talking to another person in the language of their people right but when they all talk and the way they dress and the way they like are is a it's a very specific vibe it's like it's just all I can say is it's a it's the kind of it's the kind of wedding that a person who says I'm from Patterson did you forget would have okay. because that is the kind of place it is it's not like a very fancy place it's a, it's like a it's like a little like immigrant working class town you don't see lavish homes it's row houses there's like a ton of amazing restaurants there like it's just it's just it's Patterson like it's it's a very like Passaic County Patterson wedding and I don't know how what else to like compare it to except for like that is a wedding. This is a wedding that like somebody who grows up in this specific area of <laughs> New Jersey would have. And it and they could be Jewish, they could be Italian, they could be Muslim, they could be anything. But this is the wedding. Like these are this is the wedding that would end up in a brownstone. Was it the brownstone, right? That mm-hmm, where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it would end up in the yeah. brownstone catalog for weddings. Like because it would be boasted as like something wonderful because other people would want it. And like, this is very much circa 1990s, yeah, mm-hmm. right? That's for sure. <laughs> I don't think that Teresa, I think Teresa was like, I liked it in my hair. Is this <laughs> and so I'm going to do it again. I just want it like bigger, bigger. I just want it bigger. Now the thing about the headpiece I know about, because for like Muslim brides or like Pakistani brides, mm-hmm. we wear like the veil, right? right? And mm-hmm. so- for me, mine was really heavy. And my hairdresser was like, your hair isn't thick enough for me to hold it and like not pull your hair. Like the veil is going to pull your hair back. So I had gotten one of these like little head pieces and they put it on my hair. Mm-hmm. We did the pins and then they yeah. put my veil on top of it. And then that headpiece was traveled throughout my family. So every time a family member, we, we called it sisterhood of the traveling, um, headpiece because we just passed it around. So I'm familiar with that. But what I was confused about was like, to me, it actually looks like, like the headpiece was purchased with curls already inside of it. And then top popped on top of her head with some, because it's a completely different color than the rest of her head. It looks completely synthetic. This is what I think again, as a hairdresser, this is what I think just knowing what I know. I've put so much foam in many a head. I don't think that I have. I don't think that that is, is it, it's not, and I don't mean like a foam, like uh, one of the, those pool noodles or anything, even though I have put that in somebody's hair before. I mean, like you would be surprised at what hairdressers put in people's heads to 
give the illusion. Okay. So there is something, I think that it's the hair because she said it to all that hairdo altogether costs $10,000. Wow. And the scam of the century is it's $7,000 worth of hair. Yes. And just $2,000 worth of like hair plus work. And we will get to the hairdresser because I got all up in her Instagram. Um, but yeah, I think it's like a piece, something not hair in the middle and then curled. And then the, you know, all of the extensions wrapped around it is when mm. then that piece is on top of her head. Um, veils, listen, here's the thing about veils. As somebody whose veil got stepped on when I was coming down the aisle and it almost took me out, I have photographs. I'm at a full 90 degree angle. Um, either the veil is too heavy for the head or the hair is too heavy for the veil. It's going to take the veil down. It's either, or, okay. There's no in between why we do that shit to ourselves is fucking beyond me because I paid a lot of money for my veil uh, too much, too fucking much. And it's in a ball somewhere back there. Okay. One, two, I literally had that bitch on for my ceremony was 30 minutes. I kept it on through, I tried to keep it on through pictures, but then I boop, right out and then put it back in. Cause I knew my mom was going to have heart attack. <laughs> she saw me without it. <laughs> then I took it right back off. I don't think I had it on for a full hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the hair in itself, I just, the, something's off. Okay. With the pricing, because like I could rip this into shreds because <laughs> with hair, you, with, when you do hair, makeup, things like that, People also have to pay for your time. Yeah. So, I mean, $10,000. I just like, I can't. Like, I don't think that's $7,000 worth of hair. I think that girl told her that it's $7,000 worth of hair. Well, she's on Instagram getting, uh, what is she getting done? Either a tattoo remover or BBL or something. She's on, her Instagram is a hot mess. A dumpster fire, as Andy Cohen would say, a triple dumpster fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's bad. Not only is she, and she's been doing Teresa's hair. She's is been doing- Priscilla? No. Because Priscilla's the makeup girl that does yeah, like everybody's makeup, yeah, right? Yeah, no, not so her. This is a different person. No, okay. this is a different person. I'm finding her right now. However, this is the thing. This is a woman and a follower sent me this and said this. This is a woman that's been doing Teresa's hair, but also you just did the wedding of the century, the Bravo wedding of the century hair. You didn't think to clean up your Instagram because it's bad, <laughs> bad. Not okay. only. Okay. Give me her handle. Cause I got to look. Okay. Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. Cause multitasking is not my thing. <laughs> um, no. Okay. Where is it? Where is it? Oh my gosh. People are going to be like, oh, here we go. Is it Lucia? Yep. 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 Oh, Lucia. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me break this down for you besides the Instagram, because I'm not gonna lie. When I went to hair school, um, they told us about cleaning up our social media early and Instagram wasn't even a thing back then for real. Like we had just gotten it. I think I got my Instagram like while I was in beauty school. Mm-hmm. um they were like mm, you should be careful how you what you guys post on there and stuff because like this is your business it's going to represent you <laughs> but the thing that's killing me killing me when I looked through this was that 
You are bragging. Yeah, your face it says it all. This woman is bragging, saying, yes, it's $10,000 hair. I do Teresa's hair. I do these clients. I have money, okay? Yeah, yeah. You have all that. You have money, and you cannot get a salon chair for your clients to sit <laughs> on. Every single <laughs> photograph video I saw of her doing Teresa's hair in some way, shape, or form, Teresa is banana peeled over on a chair, a stool, a something or another. I literally have a salon chair sitting in my closet right now that she can have. <laughs> like, I'll just give it to you, mama, because I need you to stop making your clients sit on random things. That's not professional and that's not fun for them. And it's not fun for you either. No. Okay. I oh, hate when my mess. friends ask if I can do their hair and they're like, I'll just sit right here. No, you won't. Okay. My back's not built like that. But the, I have one more question about Patterson, New Jersey. Sure, because sure. it's, it's just, it's crazy to me. When I hear Dolores, Teresa, when I hear Patterson used as an adjective, I think like it's kind of, for lack of a better term, like that's the hood. Like you don't mess with people from Patterson too. So do Patterson bitches get down? Like, do they throw yes. down? Yeah. Okay. Because yes. I was, when she was like, I'm from Patterson. Did you forget? I'm yep. thinking like in relation to where I am, I'm from East St. Louis. Did you forget bitch? I'm from Northside. Did you forget? That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Correct. I would say Yes, that is accurate. It's not like, and the thing is, it's hard for me to say like, you know, like why it is that way over mm -hmm. there, but it just is like, okay. that's the energy. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of like, you know, generations of like toxic masculinity, mm. immigrant energy, okay. that kind of stuff. Like, it's just a lot, it's a lot, but it's, um, it, it makes sense that that person would have this kind of a wedding. And to be honest, I mean, even if she wasn't from Patterson, like I know girls who grew up in like fucking North Bergen, which is, or like Bergen County, which is like where they all live now, like where all their homes are, um, which is like, you know, the richest area in North Jersey or whatever, like one of the wealthiest areas. Um, I know girls that grew up there, like that would have this kind of wedding. It's just like, I hate to say it, it is a very New Jersey wedding. Where's Amanda from? From Summerhouse. Oh, Amanda's actually from Somerset, which is like horse country. It's like Central West. It's not really. It's not the Jersey we all think. <laughs> no, it's it's actually the like. I'm not gonna lie. The area where she's from is actually really nice. It's closer to the area where I grew up, but like, there is just a there's just this vibe in certain areas of New Jersey where mm -hmm. wealth equals just doing things as gaudy and as over the top as possible. But like, I'm not surprised. I was not surprised by Teresa's wedding, her hair, like none of it surprised me because I was like, yeah, of course, of course she would have this. Of course she had a fog machine. Uh, yes, of course. The dress, honestly, I will say th this about the dress. I was surprised at how understated it kind of was. I yeah. was expecting way more. Now the, the gloves or whatever the fuck that was going on. I was like, mm, could have done without, but I was surprised at how much, now would I wear it? No. I was surprised at how much I did not hate the dress. Okay. I was expecting so the yeah. visceral reaction I had to the hair in the crown. That's what I was expecting from the dress. I wonder if she went balls to the walls with the hair and the tiara because she felt like the dress was too understated like can't you see that can't you see Teresa being like I want the dress to be simple 
but then I want my hair to be big. Like, <laughs> yes, I can. But I also felt like that second dress she wore, I was more so expecting something like that as the dress she walked down the aisle. With. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like, don't get me wrong. That's two gowns. Okay. Because as somebody who had two dresses, I had a wedding dress and then I had a short dress that cost me $50 off the internet. Mm, okay. For Just for, cause wedding dresses are fucking heavy. All right. Yes. But yeah. like, I was expecting that to be the one she wore down the aisle. Another thing I need to touch on is that the only cake I was aware of until 30 minutes ago when we started this conversation. So the thing that bothers me most about that cake is besides the non-functionality of it. Um, that plastic thing is off center. It's off center to the point where it looks like you could topple over at any minute. It's a flight risk. Okay. And then when that video of them trying to cut it, like Teresa tries to cut it, but oh, guess what? Mama plastic, because you needed a chandelier on your cake. And she's just like, ah, ah, ah. no, Teresa, what the, f-? like what? And this I is coming it. from somebody who couldn't cut her wedding cake because there were those stanchion thingies in it. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, kept yeah. trying to stab it but the other thing that was on everybody's lips is the fact that joey and melissa were not there so what what tell me your opinions on joe and melissa not being at this wedding okay joe and melissa did not attend the wedding because joe and melissa don't have a storyline if they are not fighting with Teresa. that's period that is it that is it now there's nothing else i will say i was shocked because they don't, you're right. Everything you said, completely right. They don't have a storyline if they're not fighting with Teresa. However, even though if they don't have a storyline, they will be where the cameras are. And like, this is huge. So mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm wondering is, are they still going to be in the special? Like the four part special? Because there's no way, no way on this earth that they would miss out on the four part special, that they're not going to be on it at all. Yeah. So was it confirmed that Melissa never made it to a bridesmaid because Dolores wasn't no, she, a bridesmaid and then she was a bridesmaid. Same with so, Jennifer, I think. Same right? with Jen, yeah, yeah, same with Jennifer. So I wonder if, because also Dina wasn't there. I know everybody's talking about Joe and Melissa not being there, but I feel like it's a bigger deal. Because like, I don't give a fuck about Joe and Melissa Gorka. I cannot stand yeah. them. I don't give a fuck about them. I do think they're going to be in the special because them not attending the wedding was only something that happened like what Thursday or something like Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, something like that. Right. And then, so it wasn't something that we had already all like known about. And Mm -hmm. so I'm assuming that if the special was already being filmed, that there was already footage of Joe and Melissa that is going to be included in this, you know, whatever. So I feel like that's important. And I mm-hmm. I don't know if, and I don't know, like, do we, are we confirmed that it's a special or are we thinking mm-hmm. that the end of the show, the season is going to be, is going to be um, Teresa's wedding? I think Andy said that it's, uh, I think Andy said they announced that it's for sure a four-parter. Um, but yes, you, you said something really important that I want to touch on, which is Dina, because like you said, I don't really fucking care about Joe and Melissa not being there Mm -hmm. as much as I can't believe, like, I can't believe they actually didn't go. I can. So whatever. Mm -hmm. 
the Dina of it all, because you're right, Melissa was never in the wedding. She was mm-hmm. never, ever a bridesmaid, wasn't in it, then out, then, or vice versa, just never got asked for good reason because she don't know how to act. But Dina was like, Dina was like, threw her a bridal shower or some, some one of the parties yes. that come along with being married. And then all of a sudden, it was a no. And it's rumored is because her husband now and Louie don't get along. And like, this is the thing that drives me nuts about Teresa. She takes red flags as suggestions. Yes. She takes red flags like we took cones in Mario Kart growing up. And it's like, yeah, I can run over it, but the car's going to flip three times and we land right back on all four wheels. Or I'm going to fly off the freaking cliff and then come just right back because I still mm-hmm. have three lives. She treats mm-hmm. these things like that. And it's mm-hmm. it's actually not. Now, I have my my... I'm skeptical about Dina altogether. The whole man's oh, me too. All, all of it, but Dina, um, she was sharing cryptic messages, of course, and she, um, commented and said, "Don't believe like like there's life outside of reality TV." Dina, yes, there is, but girl, you have not done a lot to distance yourself from said life. Like how I feel about that is, yeah, you're right. There is thing. Other things can happen. However. You haven't exactly done a lot to distance yourselves from mm-hmm. the real housewives of New Jersey and to keep yourself out of those rumors. And where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. I think the only thing I thought of initially was like maybe she didn't come because she didn't want to be part of the show because she doesn't want to be on reality TV. Right. But here's the other thing I was just like fucking, you, oh, I think it was Melania posted like a TikTok or whatever. And it was like all of the bridesmaids in like a circle and somebody in the middle singing, going to the chapel oh, where yeah. they get married. Right. So I'm like looking, I'm like, who the fuck is this lady in the middle? Right. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being the woman, I think, who actually officiated the wedding, who married them. And that is Louis sister. Louis sister. Now Louis sister has a wellness company, which I'm, which is high red flags. She has a wellness company called Forgivity. (laughs) (laughs) What? Hold on. Whenever I hear the word wellness, I'm like, "Mm, red flag. Yeah. Wellness in 2022, red flag. Not a good thing. Quite the opposite of wellness, actually. Yes, But like, Forgivity? Okay, it's called Forgivity. And hold on. I'm pretty sure. Did I make that up? No. The grammar. No, I didn't. <laughs> there it is. Forgivity. F-O-R-G-I-V-I-T-Y. Okay. So on Forgivity, there is a a reel from Dina Manzo, who is like talking about how amazing the company is and all this stuff. And that's from May. So this is, and like Louis on it and stuff. It's a lot. Ugh. Anyway, listen. I don't know what's going on with Dina and Teresa, but Dina was involved enough with Louis' sister, mm-hmm. who is super duper close to Teresa and has like a private Instagram. So I was like, oh, this person has a private Instagram. They're probably like a normal person. Meanwhile, hmm. then it turns out they run a company called fucking Forgivity. Oh, God. <laughs> Dumbest name I've ever heard. Uh, and what does it even mean? And- and Dina is apparently doing like sponsorships for it. So I'm very confused about the sudden separation. Um, also, like, I don't think Dina's husband is a good guy. 
I <laughs> guess what? Um, track record shows probably not. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. It just goes from bad to bad to worse. Same thing with Teresa. Okay. Yeah. But I think that the fact that Dina wasn't there is even more telling because I thought she was supposed to be like a kind of like a maid of honor esque. Yes. And then some people were saying that it was because of Dolores. Now, I might be in the dark here, but what the, well, Dolores is close with Caroline. That's right. That I forgot about that um, until literally just now. Crazy how the brain works. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I was going to sit here and act like, I don't know why, but no, I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also, I, I can't even dive into the Manzos right now because I, I will be here all night and not talk about anything else that we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> um, the th- other thing that really, really just kind of was a pain in my side about this wedding was the actual fact that our color theme, mine and Teresa's for our weddings weren't far off and it's <laughs> okay. But listen, you and Teresa and Danielle. <laughs> okay. I would just like to point out that I did have two different color bridesmaids dresses um mm-hmm. versatility okay <laughs> that was outside of the rose color however yes I, I did have share wedding colors with- listen okay <laughs> but if it's not like the wedding color was like you know banana yellow yes, it was rose I, yes. it was like a rose gold rose sweet True. blush pink whatever like it's it was a lovely color that's what I'm saying I actually think like, I keep going back to this. The wedding was a monstrosity, but if you look at it from like far away, you're like, okay, I don't think it's a tear. Like the hair is crazy. The cake is lopsided. The groom's cake is disgusting. Ugh. There's the hair, like there's all these things that the veil is cuckoo banunu, but you know what? It's kind of a sweet wedding. Like the girls looked so fucking good. The daughters. They did. They did. The daughters. So good. Yes. The daughters looked so good like everybody looked really sweet but I just like cannot wait like Brett from Bravo by Brett was just on my podcast and he was he brought this up he's like I can't wait to watch the thought process that goes into the hair and the looks and the cake and all that stuff same same that is going to be so much fun to watch it really really is the last thing I have to talk about from this wedding is the guest list. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because first Mm -hmm. things first, just like when I saw Teresa's hair for the first time, when I saw not one, but two, but three photographs of Kenya and Phaedra standing together in different positions throughout Mm -hmm. the evening, Mm -hmm. smiling in a photograph together. I was shook. Yeah. Like actually shook. I was like, I literally, I had had a few drinks at that point because my friend was out and like, literally I was at bars just refreshing my Instagram feed. I should have just gone the fuck home. But (laughs) I really just should have gone home. I was at bars refreshing the Instagram feed to look at this wedding. Um, Phaedra and Kenya standing next to each other in peace and harmony. Everybody seemed to be getting along. Chanel Mm. Ion in everybody's business bopping around that wedding being a little fucking groupie. Okay, I would be too. You're not a housewife, nor I would be there. Even if I was a housewife, first of all, Chanelian is barely a housewife. She's had like Thank six you. episodes on television. I'm okay, so, so I understand. By her, I'm so annoyed. Oh my her. god, really? I I find like her. her refreshingly cringy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I find her just cringy. There's no <laughs> refresh about it. I 
actively roll my eyes and have secondhand embarrassment for her because just tell us you've wanted this your whole life. Yeah. Just tell us you've wanted this your whole life. But I'm not really, I watched four episodes of Dubai. Mm -hmm. And whenever that stuff about the Sarah lady came out, I was just kind of, and I wasn't like that invested in it in the first place. So I was like, okay, we can be done here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's terrible. Yeah. And I, and I was like, why am I going to keep watching this when I already know how it, it ends up? I would be shocked if they had her on again. Wait, what other stuff about the Sarah lady? How, isn't she like extremely problematic? Well, I think she's extremely problematic. Who else thinks she's problematic? Cause everybody I saw, seems to love her. I don't fucking get it. I don't like her at all. No, I saw it was on my Instagram or not my Instagram, my Twitter a whole thread about her problematicness, like her political views and the things that she said. Oh, okay. Well, there, that adds up. That makes sense that a lady who is like boasting about being a rebel and being like such a hardworking person and mm-hmm. doesn't bring any new information to any episode she's ever on um, would be problematic. She also like, she posts pictures of herself saying like Johnny Depp is innocent. Like, yeah. She's, that, she's a yeah. Piece of shit. yeah. Um, the only reason I love Chanel Leon is because she is, she is so over the top. She is so over the top that to me, it's actually comical because it's not like she is coming in in glam. She's coming in, in like ball gowns in couture ball gowns to go to an Ethiopian restaurant in a strip mall. Like it's so silly. It's just, it's so over the top that it's silly to me because I feel like she is aware that it is ridiculous. Cause I, yeah, the way that she was dressed at Teresa's wedding, I was like, okay, so, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that what you're doing on TV is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I genuinely miss the days. And I feel like I say this all the time. I miss the days of when the reunions were art and B. They looked like they shopped at Macy's. They went to Express. Literally season one reunion of Atlanta. Atlanta. Some of my favorite fashion ever. My favorite fashion ever. The cowl neck shirt dress type thing with like tights. I literally have a picture of me in eighth grade wearing that at a band (laughs) rehearsal. Like I was fashion back then. Okay. High fashion. Um, somebody wore a vest. Yeah. I think Kim or something wore a, Kim vest. wore a vest. She looked like, like a poker dealer. I genuinely miss the days of that. I miss Nini's uniform of a white t-shirt, jeans, and heels because authentic. Okay. Yeah. I don't really mind when they dress up for the reunions. Don't get me wrong. I just find it funny. I, yeah. I mean, even the early Beverly Hills reunions too, like Kyle. <laughs> yeah like they're literally wearing like jeans heels and shirts that's it like when you text your friends back in the day what are you wearing out tonight jeans and a cute top yeah that's what they said for the reunion exactly they were like seconds away from wearing like two layered long tank tops yes and like yes statement jewelry even yeah I just I miss it that's why Mm -hmm. I can't and like I said this on my last episode like the reason if you turned off the camera Sheree Nini Kim all of them, that is how they are with the camera when the cameras are off. Therefore, that is why they got cameras in front of their faces. Yeah. I just feel like, while I do feel like Chanel Ion is probably wreaking havoc in her home, whether a camera is <laughs> off or not, I'm just like, she's doing that because 
we have seen people like these over the top housewives yeah act this way and it's like okay yeah I mean to me I feel like if if Erica Jane can come in with a 15 foot long stupid Mm -hmm. ass fucking ponytail and Dorit can spend like six hours at glam um in it in Italy you know I think that Chanel Ayan can come in in a couture ball gown in uh basically the hood oh I trust me the six hours of glam in Italy and the red latex in Germany pissed me off. <laughs> of course, because it's ridiculous. Because it is ridiculous. Now we're talking about this when we could be arguing about things. Now, I'm pretty sure that's when Brandy slapped LVP. So the show went on, but still. Yes, but still. <laughs> but still. But still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. We are going to recap the shows quickly. Um, and by the shows, I just mean Atlanta and Married to Medicine because I have not watched mm-hmm. Beverly Hills in two weeks. I know, nor you have not. Um, if You've watched it, but you don't want to talk about it. I and don't I feel the same. It. Yeah, it's Beverly Hills is annoying me as it does every year around this time. Wait, one more thing about Teresa's guest list is don't you love that only um, the only the only people of color she invited to her wedding mm-hmm. were her co-workers? Mm-hmm hmm trust me I, I noticed that I noticed that okay because I it's just one thing I noticed in general but again I had I married a white man okay so I had an interracial and my mom was very very strict and stern about um sides of the room not looking darker and or lighter (laughs) and yeah so trust me I noticed that because one does when they're in an interracial relationship and often (laughs) the only black person in the room (laughs) listen I noticed it because I noticed it even at my own wedding like I'm I never lie about this I did not grow up around a lot of black people and I did not have a lot of black friends growing up and one of my absolute best best friends is uh Jamaican girl from Maryland. And I became friends with her like a year before I got married. And I will never, ever forget (laughs) when I invited her to my wedding, um, because she was like a very good coworker of mine. And it was like, Oh, I'm inviting all my coworkers. (laughs) She, she straight up told me that day, like the day that I gave her the invite, she was like, so I'll be the only black person there. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, Oh yeah. I was like, it's going to be you. And like three other people who I know and I'm very, very good friends with, but yes. And she was like, don't worry, girl, say less. I'm used to it. I grew up in the North. Like, I know what it's like, like, it's fine. (laughs) Okay. But you're also a minority and so is your husband. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Kind of different. I was in one of my friend's weddings. was it love her to death okay everything was chill we were fine we we're good um she literally after she asked me to be in her wedding she goes hey I just realized this and I, I she was like if you're not comfortable you know let me know and I'm like girl what the fuck are you about to say like I was like we're friends so I'm like what the yeah. fuck is about to yeah. come out of your mouth she goes you are going to be the only black person at my wedding and I'm like well, in the wedding party, yeah, I know she goes, no, like she has, she used to dance, like she, she had some teachers and stuff and dance friends yeah, um, that were invited, but didn't come. She goes, no, like, you know, she goes, I hate to even say this, but my other black friends, 
can't come. <laughs> and I, like, I just kind of looked at her for a second and she goes, I know how that sounds. She was like, I've, I've known them longer than I've known you. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. I was like, girl, we're friends. We're good. I was like, I'm not really taking inventory. Um, mm-hmm. But, and I, you can't help but take inventory. Okay. As a minority yeah, <laughs> in that day, had a good time and everything. But as I look around, I was like, God damn, this is a lot of fucking white people. Let me me tell you the most fun and diverse weddings I have ever attended in my life are either, uh, Trini or Guyanese weddings. Okay. Oh yeah. One of my friends growing up was guy at, Mm -hmm. okay. Because that entire region of the world is extremely like mixed background. Mm -hmm. You have like Indian, black, Latino, like, like Hispanic, white, like all these mixed groups mm-hmm. and so you end up and everybody's a different religion and like one yep. family so then you end up going to the wedding and you have like songs that sound like they're bollywood songs but they're actually played on reggae beats like it's amazing mm-hmm. and then you yeah you just have like a mixed group of all kinds of people and it is always the most fun that's the only time i've been at a place where i've been like this is truly an actual diverse wedding like mm-hmm. i feel like you have all of the boxes checked off yes no, but really, oh God, all the wedding talk. I mean, we're going to be talking about this for where it's going to die down. And then when New Jersey premieres, we're going to be talking about it again because we're going to have more dynamics and we're probably going to tear Joe and Melissa apart as we should. Yeah. But let's get into Atlanta. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because this episode, wow, 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 wow fireworks first of all let me ask you how you um have been feeling about this season as a whole I love this season mm-hmm. um I feel like last season was kind of frustrating for me to watch mm-hmm. um because it did always feel like to me that Portia was like on her way out sort yeah. of um and then I, dynamics felt like awkward but I love this season I think Kenya um is having the best season of her life mm. um I cannot stand drew as a person but i find her to be such a such a necessity on atlanta because like i think drew drew is always so wrong but she is so righteous in her wrongness that it is hilarious also because in atlanta nobody takes it seriously we'll argue for free (laughs) yeah she will argue for free but atlanta like what i love about it is drew continues to argue and they all just kind of look at her like okay like your little sister that like one star you like okay give her space like and then everybody just laughs at her right like a menace it's just a men- she is a menace, but it is so funny. Like everybody just thinks it's ridiculous. They're like, all right, Drew, get out of here. Like she's doing what I think Teddy Mellencamp tried to do so mm. much. But the problem is that Teddy's on a show where everybody takes everything too seriously and Teddy takes everything too seriously. Yeah, I don't actually think, I don't think Drew takes a single word of what she says seriously. I think she just says shit and she forgets shit that she says. You don't think she takes anything she says seriously? I think that she's, she's because I don't, because she also is really quick to, uh, like contradict herself. So I don't think that she, maybe not takes herself. I get what you're saying. I don't think she knows what she says. I don't think she's listening to her words. I agree. I think, yeah, she's just trying to get like the dog bones. Like she's just trying to do what she needs to do in the the moment to get the scene, which can work 
for a trained actor, which she is. If you were on set of a movie and a character you're playing, then fine. But in reality, TV doesn't transfer well. Let me tell you, I sent my friends like I rapid fire text messages about Drew um, because I just rewatched. And much like last season, Drew has made something that I feel like shouldn't be on TV about her child a part of her storyline. And I believe um, I'm tired of them talking about Josiah's dad and that whole situation. And now this topic of Ralph was going to adopt Josiah, but now he's not. I, I'm going to be honest and I hope I don't get dragged for this. I feel like I'm watching a toxic man's villain origin story mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when it comes to Josiah, like he does have men or man in his life. I do, We don't know what the deal is with his biological father because I think they took the hint and stopped showing us that. Yeah. But Ralph treats his mother like shit. Like yep. he, he talks to Drew, he treats her like she's an actual idiot. Yeah. And it scares me because I'm worried that this is what we see on TV. I'm worried about what he sees not on, like, you know what I mean? What's not on TV. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, please, Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. don't let this boy grow up and treat women like this. Because the way Ralph talks to Drew and just in general, every time that man opens his fucking mouth, He's such a every gross time he opens his mouth, he was just sitting, I think at the dinner in Jamaica. And I was like, I hate him. Yeah. Just, I can't just fucking stand him being him. there okay. was like terrible. Yeah. I was like, I hate, I don't want to see him there. And then of course the stuff, yes, we've known as we know of, cause of how Drew treated, um, Toyo last year, Drew does hold internalized misogynistic values Um, and that's what drives me wild about her as well because the whole topic of Sonia should give her husband another child and blah 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 made me turn my television off you saw her was she she said don't watch what happens yeah yeah it made me turn my television off then again to turn around and be like well you're writing a book about adopting and being a bonus parent and I don't know what it's about Drew you can't play smart and dumb at the same time yes thank you you Mm -hmm. you can't Mm -hmm. that is your child you birthed him yeah that Ralph is his bonus parent because you married Ralph okay the stairs aren't climbing to the fucking top lady stop this because we're, we're not talking about stupid shit we're not talking about dog bones we're talking about your child he's yeah, gonna yeah. see this one day he's going to see this one day like i'll never forget last season it was so fucking uncomfortable because they forced this kid to meet the bio dad mm-hmm. i'll never forget this yeah. the kid straight up was like i don't want to meet him mm-hmm. and they were like maybe we can change your mind and he was like i don't want to talk about this and i don't want him and at the end they forced him to meet this guy right and they had a very awkward whatever conversation drew seemed to tell us that things went well and there was a bunch of like meetings by the reunion and then of course by the time they're filming that seems to not really have happened i think and now so you force jojo to meet this guy this guy is obviously not doing his part in whatever way Mm-hmm. Then Ralph says, um, I'm not going to adopt Jojo because this guy who just entered into Jojo's life has issues about it. And I had a conversation with him. Fuck. I called him like, because it, it's, it, 
sounds oh, like Ralph is backing out. Like it, like I, again, I watched the episode obviously Sunday with everybody else, but then I rewatched it again right before we started recording this. And I was like, we're going to need to get this kid therapy. Like if not now, then yesterday, because this is, I cannot, I don't want to see my, I don't want to relive my childhood. I definitely don't need to like watch it back. And the fact that he can and see these conversations that his parents are having when he's not around about him. Mm. Oh no. my goodness. And I mean, a better reason if they had honestly just been like real with themselves, they should have said, yeah, Ralph decided that I should, he shouldn't uh, adopt Josiah because I, I left and went to Chicago after he was getting massages or solicitation for massages from some publisher, the publisher that never existed in my opinion, a A woman. woman. Okay. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like, like, let's be real. He shouldn't adopt your son because you guys are probably going to get a divorce soon. Like Mm -hmm. that is a better reason for him to not adopt your son. And let's be real about it. I also think that she's bringing up the book she's bringing the book and the adoption shit back up because Fatoum, that crazy bitch has definitely brought some real facts into the mix, which is that Ralph and Drew are grifters. They're scam Mm -hmm. artists. Like, Oh, a hundred percent. Drop it with Drew after you got a mommy makeover. Please don't get me started. Why the fuck would I go talk to Serena Williams about my goddamn makeup, my workout plan? When she's Serena Williams, why was Drew talking to Sonia about a workout plan? The woman just breathes and five new abs show up. I know. And like, even this episode, she has like her brother-in-law doing workouts with him. And she's like, he's going to help us get back into shape. I was like, back into shape. I literally, what shape are you in? As she said that I was looking at her because she had on the girl top and I was like, I don't think no matter how hard I work out, you will ever see those muscles on my body. I don't think I have those. I don't think I was I born with those ones. I don't have that shape. No, I, I don't can't do that shape. I was never, I'm never going to have those mostly because I don't want to. Okay. But even if I did, even if I did, I would never look like that. All right. It's so funny. But again, Drew talking to Sonia and then getting upset when Sonia throws little shade about... <laughs> your workout plan girl please mm, yeah. i'm not even gonna tell serena williams that i ran a mile you don't care no, it doesn't matter no. i so ran a mile and i me. almost needed an inhaler <laughs> yeah exactly serena's gonna be like no you didn't like you know <laughs> you did I mean? one lap around uh, the track that's okay it. um Speaking- also wait drew but also with drew i think what's crazy about her is that like she's so like i said she's so wrong she's always wrong but unlike her it's funny that her thing is called drop it with Drew because she never drops doesn't it. drop it. <laughs> she never drops it. She, she does not drop it. She does. She never does. It was just hilarious. Yeah. No, but really, um, I just, listen, I know I'm generally not the person to say, and I'm not going to say that Drew should be fired. I don't know. Like, no, no, I don't no. feel I like housewives should be fired mm-hmm. unless you're like on smelly smod level. Um, yeah. If she didn't come back, I wouldn't be upset. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's yeah. how I feel. Um, however, I need to ask you something as the resident Virgo in the group. Yes. How do you feel? Cause Drew called Kenya and said, how do you feel about these rules that Sonia gave us? I don't really think that Sonia gave you rules as much as suggestions. And it got me thinking, 
Sonia may have some Virgo in her chart. Okay. Yes. Um, some Virgo in her chart because I said, maybe it's because I'm surrounded by Virgos. Like literally three of my best friends are Virgos mm-hmm. and I just get what they, they have a particular way. And especially since she's from Jamaica, she was just like, let's, let me just voice all of this to make it easy on all of you. You just have to let them do it. I think Sonia is doing the most. I don't think she actually cares about any of these rules. I think she's just trying to make content for television because the rules were also kind of dumb. Like she also said last, one of the rules was weed isn't legal in Jamaica. But then this episode, she's like, I hope she's like, I know I don't smoke weed, but I hope one of these, I hope these other girls do so they calm down. I was like, didn't you just say it's illegal in Jamaica? Like, what are you talking about? So I feel like Sonia is just trying as hard as she can to be like, cool, fun girl. Look how fun and organized I am. Like, she's just trying to do a lot. And I think that that's all that was. That's all that like silly. Because those those rules were ridiculous. That a silly, goofy ridiculous. time. <laughs> it was a silly, goofy time. It was ridiculous. Okay. It was so silly. I am a Sonia apologist because for whatever reason, I don't, it's not even, I don't know why. I like her. Okay. I Now, can I see her being a fave? No. No. But I like her here. Um, but what I will say as far as <clears throat> the weed being illegal in Jamaica. We went to St. Lucia on our honeymoon where everything is illegal. Like nothing <laughs> is legal. And there was plenty of weed. So that part I did get I, because they will be on the beach. Like everybody will be like, yeah, oh, the good stuff. But I just, I don't know. I was just like, maybe it's because you know what it is. Maybe it's because every time Drew speaks, I'm like, whoever disagrees with her, that's who side I'm on. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. (laughs) I actually, like, even though I think that Sonia is trying really hard to, like, figure herself out on TV and, like, figure out the alliances, like, I don't think she's playing the housewife game just right because Mm -hmm. she is definitely a flip-flopper. She's definitely just, like, going and doing the thing with the person she thinks is going to get the most camera time. Like I'm definitely getting that vibe from her, but I actually just, I love this cast. I think this cast is perfect. I do too. Everybody is saying that Marlo, we we all saw Kendrick, you know, say Kendrick put it perfectly. Okay. When he said that housewives fans have an issue with once a wife does something they don't like, they're like, they need to be fired. They're a flop. Marlo's not a flop. Marlo's arguments are flops. Yeah. 120%. But she is not a flop. If we had a cast full of people that got along and we liked everything they said, we wouldn't like the show. Correct. I don't watch reality TV for peace and harmony. Correct. I That's not what I watch it for. I watch it for yelling. I watch it for arguments. I watch it for dynamics. I have watched Kenya on my television on Real Housewives of Atlanta for what the past six decade. seven years yeah, yeah, I was yeah, say yeah close to a decade now yeah or knows i can't stand the woman okay mm-hmm. but do i think kenya needs to go no 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 not at all she needs to stay right where she is okay that is what's baffling to me i don't think marlo's a flop at no. all i wish that we could have seen marlo as a full-time housewife back when we had the nini phaedra Sheree, but I think she's doing what she needs to do because I haven't seen Candy yell like this. I love it. And I I don't know how long, because speaking of Miss Candy Burris Tucker, I noticed something during my rewatch, which is that the fight at the table while 
wrong on a lot of parts of Kenya or of Marlo was started by Candy because they drew and Marlo were talking about the adoption or non-adoption rather of mm-hmm. Josiah. Mm-hmm. Marlo started speaking her piece from where she's coming from of being in foster care and how that felt. Da da da. Candy then said, "I don't know why you're getting." all upset and so triggered by this considering your situation listen she's not wrong but she's not wrong no no no. she's <laughs> not wrong she's not wrong because in my if i were there in my head would be saying the same thing i'd Isn't be trying it? to eat i would be saying the same thing what i've said it out loud 50 50 because giselle's got that real bad foot and mouth syndrome but it was started by candy and yeah, then yeah, yeah. marlo is the type of arguer <laughs> That like she just starts as soon as you say like I don't like your blouse. Well, bitch, you wet your pants in second grade. <laughs> Do you remember that time your boyfriend broke up with you? And yeah. that's why you chipped your tooth when you felt like she just starts throwing everything she's got, every single fucking thing she's got yeah. in her repertoire yeah. about you. Because yeah. for the life of me, for the life of me, why she combated that argument with, and that's why you take care of your husband. Michael and William to Todd and Mama Joyce from 10 years ago. Don't we're not on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Not this, on the is, same page. this is Marlo's. I could actually track Marlo's thinking. So because she's a lunatic, but she's hilarious. So Marlo starts with her. She, she starts yelling at Candy. Candy's like, what are you talking about? Like, why would you what considering your situation and then marlo gets real hopped up because she's like we don't talk about kids and then candy's like but you're the one that's talking about drew's kid like mm-hmm. what are you talking about right and then she's like and how dare you candy how dare you bring up kids when you should know better you took in kids and then candy's like yeah i took them in and i didn't kick them out i kept them with me and marlo says yeah, you kept them with you. Like you keep everything up else. Like you keep your husband. And it's like that, that like flow in her mind of information of like, it's like her mind is so fascinatingly toxic. It's like the same way with candy or with um, Kenya. Whenever she fights with Kenya, it's always fake, but Mark, um, and unfortunately she said this, but they think cut it out is her saying Brooklyn's not her child. That's right. Marlo has said that Brooklyn is not Ken- uh, Kenya's baby. Where does she get her from then? She says that she got her through a surrogate. Then that's her baby. Yeah. Thank that's you. her baby. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Implying that that's not my child literally means that I stole her. That yeah, literally yeah, yeah. means that I stole her. Whether yeah. it was surrogate, adoption, I, whatever, what have you not. As long as I didn't steal the child from someone else who didn't want to give the child up. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. kid. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. really care. I cannot have mm, no. Yeah. Oh, no, so no. Marlo, Marlo is gets real, real down and dirty because I watched a clip of um Candy's speak on it. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where she said that they had to cut out a lot of stuff from that fight in the driveway in Blue Ridge Mountain because some of the stuff that Marlo was saying was so bad they had to take it out. Interesting. Yeah. So Marlo's a monster. Oh, she's a fucking monster because the whole argument, I was like, Marlo, stop, Marlo, stop, Marlo, stop. Because I still don't know why she had to tell everybody. Like, 
I have this theory that I don't really think that she really kicked William and Michael out. I think mm. that she like told them to not be there while the cameras were there and to pretend like they that she kicked them out but I don't think she did I think that was like part of her storyline because every time she like that clip that that voice note that's going around is like today exhausts me it sounds rehearsed like and I'm not gonna lie when I was watching that actual scene I was like I'm not buying it like I'm I'm just not I'm not really buying what you're selling here Marmar um I don't for whatever I I just don't believe that to the full extent and then when she started getting pushback which I don't agree with um when all the ladies used it like that was their scapegoat to argue with her yeah that's when she's like whoa 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 this isn't taking on the life I thought it was gonna take mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. because I also think that if that storyline is to be true that William and Michael also need therapy and that is part of their yes. acting out their teenagers first and foremost of teenage things but I also think that they have gone through a lot in their life yeah um, and when they talk about I think it's William the one that lays you know lays they say he lays around all the way and doesn't do anything yeah. I said as somebody who is depressed thank you most of the time I said that's depression that's not Mm -hmm. like teenage laziness because he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to play his video games he doesn't want to clean his room I said that's depression yeah yeah and he's like not showering and exactly that's depression mama yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I was like but yeah and like you kick them out to your sister's house who has four toddlers not mathing there's no fucking way it's insane. I live in a two bedroom, two bathroom with my husband and our dog. And I'm like, there's not enough room in this bitch. There's not enough room in this bitch. No, like, no, I, I don't, I'm not buying it, mm-hmm. but I, I think that it you. just really started blowing back in her face. And now she's trying to put it in reverse and it's not reversing because she's, she's already done. She's not used. Marlo's not used to having a full season worth of storyline. She's used yeah. to being able to come in, know all of the tea and what's going on with everything and be the friend that's throwing the dollars up and being the friend that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then mm-hmm, gets mm-hmm. to leave. You know what I yep. mean? Yeah. I also think that she was really triggered in Blue Ridge about the fact that people were just happy to see Kenya. Yeah. Like she was pissed that everybody was really excited that Kenya came and she was mad that the trip, instead of it being about quote unquote about, about Marlo, which by the way, I, I like that gem mining thing that she did oh, was possibly like the, the, ghettoest thing I've ever seen in my life and I mean ghetto like white man ghetto like not like no it was bad like it was really it was literally Trump country ghetto literally I was just about to say I there are certain things that I just will not do um being a black woman and that that like includes going like when we go in the mountains and stuff like that I'm Mm -hmm. very cautious about the places that I go especially in somewhere like Georgia (laughs) thank you but then of course everybody the internet does what it does and everybody pulled up that picture of her with that t-shirt on with the confederate flag that said I love my hillbilly boyfriend or whatever the fuck and I was like I can see Marlo wearing that shirt mm-hmm. and having a boyfriend that probably looks like that Jim Miner store owner and being like, you know, we got some differences of opinions, but he loved me and I love him. Yep. I, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like Marlo for her brains. Okay. No. <laughs> like, I don't like her because I think she's a smart woman. 
no because she's she's been entertaining i think she's making she's playing a villain whether she meant to or not this season and she's making a fool of herself and i go ahead do it again sweetie sign the contract once more yeah i think i think that she she came in and i think she thought that kenya was as usual going to get a bad edit and kenya didn't get her bad edit and that's why marlo for no reason got so mad at Kenya for canceling on her because she likely was told by production, you need to go get COVID tested Mm -hmm. before you can film anything. And she went off so bad that she started talking so much shit about Kenya and candy for some reason, both of them for no reason at all at that Jamaican dinner. And that's where everything suddenly turned. It was like, you were perfectly fine with everybody. And then you suddenly decided that you wanted to pick a fight. And to me, that says that she likely thought that the show was going to be edited in a different way. And Mm -hmm. it didn't go the way that she thinks. Because even the confessionals, the stuff she's saying, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not even, what are you talking about? Like when at points when the women will be funny and goofy and silly, even like play shady, it's hers. And I'm like, Marlo. No, it was just a time to be a silly, goofy time. Okay. Yeah, it was a silly, goofy (laughs) time. It it was time to have a silly, goofy time. It was not time to be bring out like the intense shade. And like for her to, (laughs) the funniest part to me was when she says, Ty called you country. (laughs) Now, let me tell you something I believe. I do believe Todd probably called Candy a country bumpkin in a very passive way like a producer would do yes on a show before that was his wife okay yes and then like candy said well guess what he loved me and he married this country bumpkin house <laughs> that's not something something to throw at me if somebody was like yeah you know charlie used to call you loud said you were the loudest bitch in the room because i probably I was. was and i wasn't his girlfriend or wife yet yeah that's just a fact yeah is country okay we all know that we all make fun of it and she yeah. laughs with us okay yes. she's probably gonna make a song about it soon because she doesn't skip a bag but i just <laughs> i was just i don't really agree i also i don't agree with todd breaking down that fourth wall and spilling producer secrets but i do respect him as a husband yes <laughs> hopping in there to help his wife because let me tell you this i feel two ways about the todd Candy takes care of Todd argument. Yeah. Candy didn't pick Todd up off the street. Yeah. Okay. He had a job before they got married. And now that they're married and together, he has more jobs because of Candy. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. That's how I feel. Do I think that Todd's an opportunist like Mama Joyce said? Duh. Yes. I think her daughter is too. Yes. Candy does nothing but make opportunities for people. Number one being Todd. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, that's the thing about Candy that it, it's so silly that they try to like use it as like a bad thing about her. Like, oh, your husband and you know, you like, you take care. Like Candy wants nothing than to be the person, nothing more than being the person who does take care of everybody. Everyone. Like that is everyone. her thing. She loves it. Yeah. She loves it. She's like, yeah, I take care of everyone. What is the problem? Yeah. She, <laughs> I mean, she loves it. And that, I mean, who are we to judge? Okay. Yeah. Listen, if Candy gave me an opportunity, Oh, snatching it. And then, and then she said, I'm going to take care of you for the rest of your life. I say, yes, please. I will be your godchild. Like, tell me, tell me what I need to, I'll be be a hostess, hostess at OLG. I don't care. 
I'm probably not going to work at Blaze because they got a C health code. And as somebody who's worked at a restaurant with a C health code rating, it is very, very rough, like very rough. But OLG, I got you, girl. I'll go work with Philip. Yeah. Even though he said some very questionable things about vaccines and monkeypox and things like that the other oh, day. No. Philip, yeah. no. He was it was something along the lines of remember this is how COVID started. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. But nevertheless, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I just Mar- with Marlo in the arguments, and then what was the oh the biggest bombshell was you're only known in Atlanta. I was like, God damn, Jesus Christ! I was like, you Marlo, that actually doesn't make any fucking sense. No, like that that doesn't make any sense. But I appreciate you because now Candy's voice is shaking. Yes, thank you. Now her voice is shaking. Yes, we know that's you. not true. We know that's not true. I love when Candy's voice some, shakes. If somebody told, if I was Candy, I wrote no scrubs. Okay. Like I literally have my hand in every single entertainment pot. Yeah. And someone said, people only know you in Atlanta. I'd wipe my fucking face with a hundred dollar bill. I'd be like, <laughs> okay. I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, Marlo, you can't even show us your sponsors. Yeah. Girl, bye. <laughs> Marlo, tell us who's using the, um, what is that? That that lift chair that's attached to your stairs? Oh my god! Who's using the lift chair in that that townhouse? Oh my god! <laughs> I keep I keep meaning to look up, try and look up her townhouse every time I go to work, but that's a different story. <laughs> I just want to see how much it's worth. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just want to see, but yes, I was like, this is ten out of ten. Now, my final question about Atlanta for you is: if you were a guest at this table, walking in not knowing any of these people and they started screaming and yelling would you get up like marcus did no never <laughs> said this is actually my dream <laughs> yeah i'd be like a dream of mine i'd put my hands under my chin i'd Order be so attentive i'd be like please bring me more apps like i gotta i'm sitting down i literally would be like this is the best thing i've ever seen i'd be like so what time are we meeting tomorrow guys yeah exactly <laughs> i'll be like what are, what are we doing tomorrow the backstories here what's going on i'm the nosiest person in the world no, here's the thing about me i'm the nosiest person in the world when i come across information or come across a situation i'm not supposed to know about but mm-hmm. weirdly when somebody volunteers information that is too personal about themselves to me i'm like Ooh, oh I'm no no not no the no one. no 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 <laughs> i want to eavesdrop and find everything out i don't want you to tell me <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I started my new job last week and I like am living the cubicle life mm-hmm. and I, and I do this no matter what I sat down and like my supervisor was on his phone and I saw a thick text from, I'm assuming his significant other. And I was like, Hmm, what's going on there? And then, but I don't want you to tell me, bro. I don't, cause I don't, I just want to look over your, continue to look over your shoulder and read. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to know. No, yeah. I hate when people tell me personal things about themselves and then it starts getting weird because I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> now I have to pretend like I care. I'm, I have to be like, well, that's, the, I'm sorry to hear that. Because yeah, you know, the thing is when they start sharing their personal information and you're not just like eavesdropping about it or like snooping, then you have to be like a decent human being and care about the person mm-hmm. and like, like be empathetic and be kind. And like, 
Whereas when you just find shit out, you're like, oh, that is exciting. And then you can just like walk away from the information. But then if somebody's like bearing their heart and soul to you about something terrible or something juicy or something like insane that happened to them, I'm like, now my feelings are involved. I didn't want that. Literally, I have found myself in this position multiple times because people will tell me things and I have not well, kind of recently exposed something of somebody's however this is how i justified it neither of the people involved told me somebody oh. else told me meaning oh. people know this yeah not j- just not just me people know this because yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. not related to the issue told me so yeah. then i told somebody else but then of course there's also always a problem <laughs> so they were like why would you say that i was like wouldn't you're missing the thing where somebody else told another person another person told that person all i did was keep going i did what everybody else was doing you did you did a Teresa at evan's birthday party yeah yeah okay even though we were in a public space like (laughs) we were in a public space i wasn't in their house like somebody told somebody else told me and somebody else told that somebody (laughs) and i'm not that close with you that was a i hate when people you're not that close with like try and pull the sympathy card and i'm like we're not friends yeah i don't care about you i don't care (laughs) I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> that was a hot piece of gas. And trust and believe if the tables were turned and you heard something like that about me, if you didn't say anything, I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. And I know you would, you would eat it up. Okay. So let's call it what it is. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. So staying in Atlanta, we just need to touch on married to medicine really quick because I have been wanting to ask you. If you knew somebody who moved quite frequently, <laughs> would you show up at CU Hall and call everybody outside? <laughs> okay, first of all, I would never try that hard for a Halloween costume no. because that looks like it costs money. Money. And I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly, I'm not like the, here's the thing. The funnier joke is, the funnier joke is that Eugene and Toya dress up as movers in a u-haul that is a funnier joke than anila and kieran dressing up and the other thing is anila and kieran aren't friends with eugene and toya anymore so it's not it's awkward and weird and try hard now that being said why is Eugene getting so upset? Thank what you. What is going on? Because that's where I'm at now. At the beginning of this episode, we're still at axe throwing. And like, the funniest thing to me is that all of these men want to laugh. All oh, And all of them did laugh when they first correct. walked. Like when, when Kieran and Anila first showed up, they all did laugh. Like even, yes. I forget who it was, maybe Scott said, no, it wasn't. Scott. One of them said, I did think it was funny until yeah, I saw how Cecil, uh, like, Cecil yes it was, it was Cecil. pretty funny yeah I said I thought it was pretty funny until I saw how upset Eugene was and the thing I think the thing to point out here is Cecil does still find it funny he's yes. just now hiding his laughter correct because something that is yet again stupid funny silly goofy time and not it's not like they did blackface okay it's not like they did you know what I mean like yes I am still going to be like and that's why I actually do stand by Kieran's apology which is I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings I still think it's funny because I want to normalize people not just apologizing because someone's upset yes like yes 
it's Eugene, you are upset. Even when Kieran's like, I'll be the dullest motherfucker in the room. That's why call me a motherfucker one more time. Yeah, I'm like, like, what do you, what do you, Eugene? Yeah. Like Toya is rubbing up on you, sir. Because- no, Toya's even laughing. Yes. To- it's just, it's insane because listen, it's offensive. If for some reason we're all supposed to know that what, like you foreclosed your house, like mm-hmm. what happened to your house that you are so upset about it? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's like, we missed something here. I don't Eugene's know what happened. Stressed. And it's like, Eugene, did you lose your job? Did something happen that you had to like, should we all need to be aware of your financial situation that caused you to move in order for us to understand why you're so upset, like so upset about it. I think Toya is, I really think that Eugene, I don't. Okay. So I watched, I fell down a marriage medicine, TikTok. I do. I think Eugene and Toya are broke. No. no. Do I think that Eugene and Toya are stressed? Yes. yes. Okay. Because even still, when you're broke, broke, you cannot rent a house like they're renting Correct. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's credit checks involved. Like there, things yeah. are still happening that you have to be able to pass. But I think Eugene is very stressed and Toya is not stressed enough for Eugene's liking and it's starting to show. And I think that that we've all talked about it. You're like, we're like, you said that was your dream home. You have a family of four. Okay. And then now you're telling us it's not big enough. You built it. That sounds ridiculous. I think that Eugene is a stand-up man. I think he's a great man. He wants to keep his wife happy, his family happy. He wants to provide and do whatever he can. And he is doing that. But Toya trying to keep up with the Joneses Mm -hmm. is stressing him out. And we're starting to see the break. That is why I really did start while I was laughing. I was starting to feel bad because it's one of those things, like when your friend's really upset and you know, she's going through a hard time Mm -hmm. and they're freaking out on somebody. And it's like, okay, girl, please, please, please. You have to calm down. Like you have to calm down because you're, you don't want people to know what's going on, but you're the craft cracks. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. And like, meanwhile, Toya's over here planning heavenly's intervention without a care in the world that (laughs) you hate your job. You want to break like, and you're stressed about bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I saw it. I just, I was like, I can't keep watching this because the secondhand embarrassment is starting to get to me. Yeah. Um, really badly, much like my secondhand embarrassment with Anila complaining about taking care of her children. I can't with her. Because I am not a parent, but you, I said this last week, I cannot stand when these housewives and these reality TV stars complain about doing things that us regular folk do without help every single day. Some single mothers Mm -hmm. in two bedroom apartments Mm -hmm. do every single day. And you're still complaining about Miss Gomez. Okay. No. And I really did not like when she was like, these kids are driving me crazy right in front of them. No, I hate it. I don't think that's cute. No, that no. that's not funny. It's not funny. It's not a, an exciting storyline. It's not fresh. You're going to be on a nanny hunt. Great. Like, I don't think this is very, it's just, it's not, it's not giving what you think it's giving Anila. It makes you look and like the asshole that you are like Anila. I'll never forget when she joined the show was a blogger, a mommy blogger Mm -hmm. or a fashion blogger, but she had 
like 3000 followers. Like she didn't have like a huge account or anything. Like, so it's not like Anila was this like thriving influencer that ended up on the show. She, that was her only job was she started blogging and she wasn't very good at it to be completely honest. Um, the Photoshop was very bad. The Facetune is, she's Facetune her pictures. Like she's yassifying her pictures. All of them are yassified, okay? I'm Literally shocked she's still wearing the blue contacts. The blue contacts are especially egregious. Like I know they, they drive really you crazy. <laughs> they drive me insane. They're so fucking, first of all, they're so fucking ugly. And then secondly, like, I'll just never forget that her daughter said, I mm-hmm. wish I had blue eyes. And she's like, I don't know why my daughter thinks that. I don't know, bitch. Look at your face. Yeah. Anyway, she is, she came on the show as Toya's friend. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they became friends is because she was building a house on Toya street and they were playing tennis together. And that was it. That's the only, and her, and her husband happens to be a doctor. Like that was her only in into the show. And now she's like, Oh, like I'm so busy and I've gotten so busy as an influencer and blah, blah, blah. Well, you are doing the things that you're doing for your kids right now. Your nanny was doing those things for you when you had 3000 followers. Uh So like, what is your prop? Like, I don't know. She just, she drives me crazy. You know, as much as like, as much as like when I see somebody who looks like me or represents the part of the world I come from, I, my my immediate response is I'm going to love this person. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's always met with disappointment because I have to remind myself that reality TV is full of people who are garbage. And so I should relate to you and find you lovable and something, but it's always a letdown. Like that happened with Sarah Almadani in Dubai. And now with Anila, like, I just, I can't with her. She's horrible. She's horrible. Her mom is horrible. Kieran is actually really fun. Like I like her husband. I, I like Kieran too. I do. Um, and her kids are sweet, but like, I just, I can't with her. Like, I, I mm-hmm. think what kills me about Anila is the, she obviously is on a cast full of black women. We don't see Carrie, for example, when Carrie was full-time on the show, even though Carrie's a yeah. white woman. Yeah. We didn't see her get all, you know, get in her AAV and you know what I mean? Yes. And Anila does that. And the the thing about it to me is like, Anila, you could show us, open our eyes to a lot of different things, but you're busy trying to pop your neck and turn your, you know, neck and everything and try and keep up with quad and heavenly and stuff. And really just be yourself. I think, I, I think we'd have a good time with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I to, mean? You don't need to go all Aquafina on us. Yeah. Like I, yes. Okay. Whew. But yeah, I'm like, that's what kills me. It's like, and like when I see her, like with the lace fronts on and everything, I'm like, oh first of all, heavenly put that in on you and you cannot listen. <laughs> listen, just because your black friends can put wigs on you doesn't mean you should let them. Yes. All right. Because her lace was fucked up and one is it the red wig that she's yes, wearing yes yes yeah. I was like your lace is fucked up and I think heavenly put that on you you need to <laughs> be upset about that but I'm just like Anila just be yourself be more natural and it's it's upsetting to me because yeah. like you said I do like Kieran and I'm just like 
you're here, you're there, you're everywhere. And let's be honest, you got on the show because you saw Toya was building a house in your neighborhood. And I'm sure she was like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. She, Anila's wanted to be on reality TV. Of course, of course. Like, I will say that there is this thing, right? There's this, this phenomenon of like, um, a lot of the way that immigrants will, like a lot of the way immigrants relate to coolness in Mm -hmm. America is through hip hop culture and Mm -hmm. listen, you know, watching and consuming a lot of black entertainment. Right. Mm -hmm. So I do think that there is some of that, that ends up happening, like carrying over, like that sort of like just so soaking in the surroundings around you and trying to talk like them. Mm -hmm. But like, like I'm definitely somebody where depending on like my husband says like when my best friends from high school come who are all white women he's like your voice changes like you're talking to customer service (laughs) right (laughs) oh my god (laughs) he's like you put on your customer service voice right which is an important distinction because when I'm talking to my husband I I think I have probably my most natural accent Mm -hmm. like I, I think it's this I don't know I I'm not the one that's listening to me. He listens to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, and like when I'm around certain friends, there are certain words or phrases and things that I'll say that I know that those groups of people will relate to. It is sort of this like minor code switch. Then you Mm -hmm. end up taking the surroundings around you. That being said, if I was on a television show with black women, the last thing I would do is do the AAVE. Like, no, I, you I definitely agree with what you're saying. For me, for me, um, it's more of a anger thing. Yeah. (laughs) Because like when I'm pissed off, like my husband has said to me before, like when I'm like level 10 and let's remember I'm a fire sign, so it can (laughs) really be a level 10. Yeah. He has looked at me before and been like, who are you? (laughs) Who are you? you what (laughs) the fuck and that's not necessarily because like the one two ish times it's happened it's just because I've never gotten that mad in front of him before yeah you know what I mean like with me same thing at work when I'm frustrated or irritated at work it's definitely like a hmm everything okay just out yeah everything's totally fine I just need a minute okay for me I feel like my voice stays the same like tone and whatnot mm-hmm. but it's just how I react to things rather so I do understand that what I understand what you're saying yes yeah <laughs> oh, oh yeah. gosh um and lastly on married to medicine if somebody just planned an intervention on you for talking mm-hmm. about them would you go out of town with them um if I was heavenly I would <laughs> because heavenly oh I love the woman I love her. <laughs> she, she's a, she's another lunatic, but like, I can't get enough of her because, because I feel like out of anybody on reality TV, heavenly is fully playing a character. Mm-hmm. Like she is fully in character. And I think the problem is that somebody like Toya takes it too seriously. Yep right somebody like Simone gets very sensitive about Mm -hmm. it but like quad is saying like I get it it is a problem but like this isn't the way to do an intervention like you guys are just trying to make her look stupid right but this isn't also how you get to heavenly that being said the intervention did something because she texted Contessa and said sorry like so I wouldn't have texted Contessa shit 
I would have fucking doubled that. Let me tell you something. I can be like 60% wrong or it can be 60% right and 40% wrong. But the way you come at me and if you try and like, especially if you try and make a fool out of me, like, or you try, you think you're like one upping me instead of just coming to me straight and being like, Hey, Giselle. So when you said X, Y, Z, this is how it made me feel that I respond to when you try, when I think you're trying to make a fool of me. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Doubling the fuck, tripling down, lock it up, put a padlock and a security breach on it because I am going to, Every time I'm going to be like, hey, are you still mad at me or your husband? Yeah. Also, like, didn't we just have the storyline like two seasons ago where Heavenly was saying stuff about uh, Simone and Cecil and how like Cecil is broke? Like, yeah. What, 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 what? She, like, does, she have... does this. And you knew yeah. that because you were friends with her. And I get what Thank Heavenly you. is saying because Heavenly is saying, I've known you for years off of this show. And I understand that we have a job to do, which is why I was talking the shit that I was talking. But you, as my friend outside of this, waited. You didn't talk to me for months. I didn't know what the fuck was going on for real because yeah. Heavenly is delusional. Yes. You waited until these cameras went up and it's time to film again. And now you want to roll and now you want to do this to try and embarrass me. But really for me, Contessa embarrassed herself as a fellow St. Louis woman. I'm, she really gets under my fucking skin, her and Scott, but I just, the person who I love the most and who warmed my heart is Heavenly's husband, because when the men are in just disarray and he says all of you guys so soft so soft so sweet all of you guys have said things that hurt have hurt my feelings before you and your wives I said oh I said oh and then he starts quoting the bible which I've never never heard that verse of in my life never fucking don't even fucking know but I was like this is the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my life what a voice the, of reason. The juxtaposition between those two buddies is so <laughs> funny to me every time. Just, like, she always comes in, she's like, Daddy, you know what, Daddy? Like, I really hurt. I know I really hurt every like Daddy, what should I do? And he's like, Listen, buddy. I just love that. I love it because when she, I'm gonna tell you, when my heart broke again, when Contessa or when she pulls out that picture, that strip picture of her and Contessa, <laughs> she's like. daddy look at me and contessa we was friends daddy (laughs) this is me and tessa we was real friends we done got all the kids together daddy and she do this to me okay daddy damon probably misogynist because he says shit sometimes with people like women aren't supposed to be aggressive they're supposed to be soft like shut the fuck up like you married heavenly shut up like women aren't soft I literally, you know that. And I stand 10 toes down because whenever somebody tries to say like, oh, why is Heavenly not focused on her own life? Because she's probably bored because I do not think that uh, her husband is doing anything. Heavenly is one of those people that like, you know who you married and he knows who he married. Yes. And he loves her that way. Exactly. They're perfectly fine. Heavenly is in y'all's business because she is fucking bored. Oh, 
Alrighty. So like I said earlier, we ended up getting cut off. My internet went out and then ironically, we found out Nors went out as well. So we went ahead and took it as a sign to go ahead and not resume the Zoom. That rhymed. <laughs> if you want to follow Noor over on Instagram, her Instagram handle is the reality is pod. If you want to follow me, if you don't already, what the fuck are you even doing here? Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm going to tell you. My Instagram personal Instagram is Zell's Life, S-E-L-L-E-S-L-I-F-E. And then the podcast Instagram is Who Asked Me Podcast. Um, I do need to start asking some favors of y'all again. They're very, very easy favors. We're at that point where I need, I need the ratings and reviews to go up. Okay. I will say this. Y'all are killing it. Like since I came back and started posting episodes again on a regular schedule, I have gotten at least one new review on Apple Podcasts every week. However, I do need to get that Spotify rating up. Um, so on Spotify, you can just rate. There's no reviews. It's just rate me five stars. Who asked me podcast? Five stars. Boom. It's right there. It's cute. It's easy. It's simple. On Apple Podcast, rate me, leave a little review. Um, yeah, I'd appreciate it. Okay. I will talk to y'all over on Instagram and then we will talk next week back here. Bye. <laughs>